I may be lazy, I may be fat, I don't do laps, and I do not chat. I may be selfish, yeah, and all of that, but the one thing I'm not is a scaredy cat. I may be bossy, I may lack grace, I don't do sit-ups to trim my waist. I may be thoughtless, yeah, and all of that, but the one thing I'm not is a scaredy cat. I don't have charm or much pizzazz. I don't chase mice and all that jazz. I may be sassy, yes, and all of that. But the one thing I'm not, yeah, the one thing I'm not, I say the one thing I'm not is a scaredy. Hello, everyone, and welcome to uh, day number eight of the um, Cinema Beef's 31 Days of Rotting Beef. I am your host, Gary Hill. I'm all by myself this time around to bring you the very Canadian 1995 film, Blood and Donuts. This may be a film that none of you guys have heard of, a lot of, but I've, I've it was on a lot of lists to do as far as the, when I asked for suggestions. It seemed like they, they, cause it's treated like a real offbeat uh, film of the genre, which is the vampire genre, which uh, by this time uh, was oversaturated, but not really that bad. But this is a this is a little quirky one out of the Great White North. Uh, it features an actor that you may have seen and stuff, uh, Gordon Curry, who was um, he played um, opposite them. He was the best friend of the I guess like the the final dude. The final hunky guy in Friday the Thirteenth Part Eight, Jason Takes Manhattan. But um, he's probably best known if you were a kid in the '90s. He directed Full Moon stuff a lot. He was supposed to be the new puppet master. He, he in in Part Four and Five, where he he was the tech guy who finds the puppets and when he moves into to the uh, when he moves into the um, hotel where Mister Toulon kept the puppets and they call the totems and they have to kill the totems and. Yeah, it, he, he he was pretty fair in that film, and I, I, I wish that they would have went further with that. I'll, I'll ask Charles Band next time I see him um, why they didn't pursue that further, but, but they, went out, they went on to Curse of the Puppet Master, and that was a real piece of shit. But, uh, <laughs> anywho, this film, Blood and Donuts, basically this is a big old take on those Anne Rice books that you all know and love, and Interview of the Vampire didn't come out much before this, but, um... Our, our our hero, our 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 friend, um, he um, he's basically a vampire who doesn't want to feed on humans anymore, much like Louis or Angel from the Buffy series. And he um, he's very tortured or whatnot, yada yada yada. He feeds off of rats, which tracks him to this hotel, which is very rat laden. And across the street from the hotel is a donut shop where this uh this lovely lady works, and he becomes infatuated with her and. Yeah, of course. In in classical sense, she's they live in the they live in a bad neighborhood, and she works in a bad neighborhood. So she becomes attacked by some thugs, and he dispatches the thugs, and 
of course, uh, a romance is budding. So, and it's not that kind of film, but it's very, very quirky. And um, much to the chagrin of a, cri- a crime boss, uh, of course, is always this crime boss. But this time it's played by David Cronenberg, you know, a very Canadian, eh? You know, and uh, he's not super, he's not as good as you, you'd expect him to be, you know, because I, I don't like Nightbreed. But his character is real fine in that film. This one, he's just kind of like there saying, yes, go do my bidding, my thuggies. And uh, one of the guys that that, that works for the thugs is his cab driver, who essentially becomes our, our hero's Renfield. And then he, he he becomes like his friend. And he does, he like does intel on these, these, uh, these gang guys for him and stuff. And he gets in all kinds of trouble. And yeah. Anyways, the film goes on, they, they, you know, she's, he's, he's, uh, having trouble, you know, keeping this relationship together and being a, uh, a nighttime person and, you know, trying not to share his secret with her. These mob, these mob guys are getting more and more impatient because they have a confrontation inside the donut shop where, of course, he shows his, his true nature, his fangs and his, his bumps and, whatever vampires have going on. And, yeah, that, that, that you know, infuriates David Cronenberg even more, who meets a pretty great de- demise in this film. Uh, the, the film itself, it, people might think is uh, a little boring, but there, there's enough there to, to say, wow, this is unique from probably most vampire films that you, you would see, especially ones that came out at this time. And uh, it's got a great soundtrack, I, of uh, like old tunes, like like from the fifties, and uh, it's got a great it's got the great um, bloodletting song, bloodletting bloodletting by uh, Concrete Blonde is is in this film, and it's used so well because if you listen to the lyrics of the song, which you'll hear at the end of this show, it uh it fits the film so well, and that combined with the other uh like, 50s music by, like, The Platters and stuff like that, and, and remakes by those songs by other people. It's, um... It really fits the film really well, and I think that was a nice nice framework for what for the final product that you got. Uh, your star... Uh, star, I, I, I say it real loosely because he hasn't done a whole lot. Was real fine. He played that, that brooding vampire that, you know, that they were going for in this film, and... He played it to a T, except, you know, to when he got to the end, which is a really strange thing where the, his his Redfield guy dies, and, yeah, they, they, they bring him back to life, him and the girlfriend. <laughs> I'm not going to explain why, because it's kind of stupid. <clears throat> but, um, yeah, fun times. If you haven't seen Blood Donuts, you might have seen it on your VHS shelf way back when mixed in with the other stuff and that's probably why I never seen it but I'm sure it was there and uh yeah check it out and uh for blood and donuts I give it a solid 6 out of 10 so uh if you can find it great if not whatever just uh yeah check out blood and donuts from 1995 but um we'll be back tomorrow with day 10 uh, being my redemption film, I'm, I'm joined by the the very awesome Swedish cinemasochist Philip O'Neill for this one. Uh, we're doing the Prowler, the the great Joe Zito classic that I didn't care for back in the day all that much, but we have a great long conversation about it. I think this one's probably the longest 
31 days show that we're going to have. I say that now, but there's like 20 more days to go. But um, I'll leave it here, and we'll see you all tomorrow for The Prowler on uh, day 10 of 31 Days of Roddy Beef. See you next time. Thank <laughs> you.